0: Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. I'm Aaron. And this is our Cam. Nope, it's our Seventh Heaven podcast. On
1: today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about season ten, episode seven of Seventh Heaven. The title of which is "Soups on." The IMDb user synopsis is. The Camden parents feel guilty for forgetting to pick up the twins. Duly humiliated, the boys wisely called, practically perfect fun dad, Kevin, who also helps investigate the alcohol-perfumed $3,000 Sandy's dad, Edward Jameson, brought in for her. Meredith promises Martin to wait for him if he travels the country in baseball farm teams. Although his dad, Bo Brewer, gently assures the teenager he can tell him everything and get support, Martin needs Eric's moral support to tell he's not considering to join the Marines but becoming a father, and the mother isn't generally approved Meredith. Ruthie earns permission to date Jack, who finds out the truth by joining a soup label project to fund a new computer for his school paper, which the whole family helps with. That wasn't really in English, but... And also,
0: like, incredibly detailed, and also focusing on details... That that weren't weren't important. (laughs) ...at all.
1: So, what was your first impression?
0: Um, so, the thing I've noticed about this season so far, and just from the title of the next episode, is they seem to be doing kind of, like, um, two, like, they're kind of doing two-parters over and over and over again, but they're not, like, exclusively calling them two-parters. Like the ring around the rosy and the rats out of the bag are all, or like no, the ring around the rosy and the other one about the ring. There are two episodes together about the ring, and I think it
1: was the rats out the bag because that was when they everyone found out the rat being out of the bag was that everybody found John, out about yeah. the ring.
0: So like that that was the that like was a two part together and this one and the next episode which is also about Campbells. It's <laughs> so I guess another two parter. Yeah. Um, which I guess is. It's nice, because it, like, makes it seem like Seventh Heaven is a real TV show, (laughs) with, like, an actual, like, season-long arc, and all these things, and it's like, you're watching chapters, versus, Okay, but they're really milking this pregnancy storyline. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They still haven't told Ruthie or Meredith. Meredith? Like, nothing has changed in the last three episodes about who knows. Right.
1: Um, Uh, Well, you know, Martin's dad knows now,
0: so... Um, but is he re- like, he- this is the first time we've seen him in a while. Um, so the cold open, oh, actually, before we get started on the cold open, a fun fact, the Friday after this episode aired, the WB announced that this would be the last season of 7th Heaven. Little did they know that in the future they would change their minds and we'd get the 11th season, which I've heard ha- is just horrendous. It is. It is. So this should have been the last season. So let's start with the cold open. Uh, we get the return of Ed Jameson, played by Michael McDonald from Mad TV, uh, given another performance of a lifetime and really memorable as a functioning alcoholic.
1: Where he just takes long pauses in between every line. And But anyway, he shows up and he's looking for Lucille Kingkirk. Um, for some reason, he insists on calling Lucy Lucille. This is just his character. It's just just his character.
0: He's he's made this choice.
1: Uh, And he's got a whole bunch of money, and he gives it to the Rev. It's like $3,000 in cash. And he's like, give this to Lucille to give to my daughter or whatever. But he's like, don't give it all to her at once because she might spend it all.
0: Uh, On the other side, we have Simon calling the Rev, asking for money because... Now that he's making payments for the ring, he can't afford to make payments on other things. For example, his cell phone bill and his home phone bill. Um, and that and the Well, he doesn't need both. No, <laughs> he doesn't. The Rev says no, and that's kind of the end of the cold open. Uh, so we're going to continue to talk about Simon, um, who continues to show us or not show us our, why he likes Rose. <laughs> our, yeah,
1: and also continues to show us like what bad decisions that Rose makes him
0: make um yeah it's kind of daunting how rose can just sit there with a straight face and be like this is just thing a thing couples go through like you so what you spend so much money on my ring and you can't afford your afford your phone bill
1: well she didn't say that she's (laughs) like all couples have money problems and it's like "Eh."
0: maybe like use some perspective be self-aware realize that you are the cause for all of his stress
1: read the room
0: yeah i know she never reads the room um, and they have a conversation about how they're going to afford the wedding dress. How are they going to afford the veil? She's convinced that her parents will pay for anything. But Simon's a bit more wary. And all we see is, like, I don't see any love in Simon's eyes. He's just very... Upset yeah. about
1: everything. Also, from the get-go, they've, like, made it seem like Sandy's parents are, like, wealthy. Roses. oh Yeah. <laughs> mm. Rose's parents are, like, wealthy because she was, like, when they went to Glen Oak, she was, like, unimpressed with the Camden house and, uh, like... Just, I don't know, her parents are, like, taking some trip abroad, which is, like, I guess... A oh, in- very
0: long trip abroad. Yeah,
1: which is supposed to indicate wealth, presumably. And I'm like, uh, eh, well, shouldn't they be paying for something? Or, I don't know. They don't well, even know guess, that she's
0: engaged. I guess
1: that's just maybe where her sense of entitlement comes from. Uh, maybe she was spoiled for her entire life, and that's why she's just totally oblivious to why this is stressing Simon out.
0: She's, she's also an only child, I think, so... I mean, I don't have I mean, any... No
1: offense to only children. But. but,
0: like, the trope that television and, like, media tries to put on only children. She falls into it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing really happening for Simon here is he... His well, the, phone... the rev,
1: he t- tells the rev that he has no money to pay the bill, and the rev just continues to call his phone and seem aggravated or surprised every time that he gets, like, the message that's, like, this phone is cut off.
0: until he fi- Until finally the... Phone goes through, and he finds out that the person that Simon got money from is my favorite Tamden. <laughs>
1: well, first—okay, wait. First, like, this ties in a little bit. I'm just going to sidetrack slightly. When Lucy is, like, talking about having to give the money to Sandy, she's like, oh, I don't want Sandy to let Simon or Rose know that she has this money because I know they're having problems. So when Simon talks to the Rev— well, he like the rev is like, where'd you get the money to turn your phone back on? And Simon's like, well, she didn't tell me not to tell you. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Sandy. But he's like, Mary, yeah. Ma- Mary, Mary's rolling in that flight attendant money and sent Simon the money to get his phone turned back on.
0: Yeah. And and the rev is aggravated, but whatever. Our favorite Camden pulls through in the end. Yeah um She's the favorite camden because she doesn't really exist exactly um so the next storyline we're going to talk about is ruthie um and also this whole big campbell's uh labels for education program that was going on at that time i um, mean
1: i feel like that's been a running thing for like i feel like the entire time i was like in elementary school or whatever that like you can go and see like the box tops or like the yeah. labels for education but for some reason They wanted to plug it on 7th Heaven. Um, So I think it's actually the first scene when we come back from the cold open. Ruthie, like, Mm -hmm. comes into the house, opens up one of the kitchen cabinets where there are just tons of cans of Campbell's chicken noodle soup. And she pulls one out, and then she walks all around the entire house for some reason with the can of soup before she comes back to the kitchen and sees the Rev. And she explains to the Rev that she needs to collect uh, soup labels because she is trying to help... Okay, because for some reason the school newspaper does not have a computer. I don't know if they're using a printing press or something or how they're distributing the school newspaper, but the school newspaper needs, like, a computer, and she is helping them to get the money by getting soup labels, and the rev is like, are you going to join the school newspaper? And she says no, but she's doing this because... The Rev was like, you can date people when you start doing things to help others.
0: Um, we find out that Jack is in this program and also the editor of the newspaper. And there is a very awkward, not at all realistic conversation <laughs> between Jack and Ruthie in which Jack's like, oh, you're doing this for me. So I'm going to ask you out. And she's like, silence. <laughs> well, she's like,
1: no, I can't date you anyway. I'm not doing this for you
0: um but like she is but yeah but it was prior to this this is
1: when Annie Annie has the conversation with Ruthie in between yeah yeah these scenes where Annie is like oh who do you have your eye on now and uh Ruthie basically is like well Jack or Brian but Brian is on the baseball team so if things don't work out with Martin and Meredith she's basically like trails off and she's like well I'm going to get with Martin and then it'll be weird if he has to play baseball with Brian so Ruthie How considerate is, of Ruthie? So, so Ruby's <laughs> like, I'm gonna pursue Jack now. Because it doesn't matter. Apparently, these are the same because she doesn't She's like, I'll pursue anyone, basically, is what she's saying. Um She does say Jack's more her type, but I don't really understand what her type is other than get to Martin. We're like, what's her type? Like Peter, Vincent? <laughs> All of these people were vastly different. Vincent was gay. Yeah. Peter <laughs> yeah. was like twelve. <laughs> Well, she was 12 too, but. uh, (laughs) And then there's Jack. And then there's Jack who's like 18 and athletic and, but like Vincent was just like a little emo boy.
0: And then Brian is also apparently 18 and also athletic. Oh wait, no, Jack isn't athletic. Excuse me, I mixed him up
1: with Brian. But But Jack like could be athletic
0: if he wanted to be from the looks of him.
1: I guess. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, yeah, they have this unrealistic conversation where Jack is like,
0: well, oh, Ruthie, Jack's a Merit scholar. He's a he's a nerd. Uh, yeah.
1: But Ruth... And he's on the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. Hey, I was on the um, newspaper. But he says, like, Ruthie's like, I'm not allowed to date you, or I'm not allowed to date yet. And he's like, but you're doing this for me because you like me. And then Ruthie... Wait, he says, oh, but when you finally are allowed to date, I'll still be 18. And I was like, what? That's presumptuous. He could be 19 by the time she's allowed to date. But... Anyway, Ruthie's just like, no, I don't like you. And then they hang up.
0: Well, the th- so they, so he says he likes her and she's, and she's and he's like, I know you like, you like me too. And basically the thing is that at some point in the future, Ruthie will be allowed to date and Jack's like, maybe it'll be with me. Um, and then Jack briefly tries to like, is like, oh, do you
1: want to be on the newspaper? And Ruthie's
0: like, no. no. She's not interested, not interested in that. Um, and that's. Like, Ruthie's just running around and everybody's, like, plugging soup. Rose and Simon are drinking soup.
1: Uh, Kevin makes five cans of soup rather than just rip the labels off the soup and, like, write with a Sharpie on the can what it is. He decides to make all of the cans of soup. uh, Like, you could just take the labels off.
0: All the people in the actual camcasa also have soup for dinner and then we will also be having soup for lunch uh, the next day, which is what gets more soup cans. Uh, Then they're going to get the congregation to also be a part of it. Uh, well, it's all about that soup.
1: They should just go to the store and rip all the labels off and run away. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so I guess this is the main storyline. I don't know. Uh, yeah, why not? So Martin is still grappling with, like, he's like, well, I don't know, nobody really confronts him. He just kind of comes up with this on his own. Um, first we see him with Meredith, and like they're like on a date or whatever, and he's talking with Meredith about the future, and we, like, he's... Right, We, as the synopsis said, he's talking about how he's done with high school after this semester, and she's like, well, you'll stick around for baseball, and he's like, well, I might be able to sign, like, a minor league contract that might take me around the country. I don't know what I'll end up doing, because she's like, "Uh, yeah, she thinks he'd stay for baseball, but he's like, I might have other opportunities that have to do with baseball. And then she's like, well... Somehow, I don't know how this conversation keeps coming up between them. Perhaps you can shed some light on it. This, like, I'm not ready for a family yet. Because I don't think normal high school seniors are having this conversation with their significant others. Like, oh, well, you know, we're about to graduate high school. It's probably time to start a family.
0: Uh, Um, I think in this particular, well, I think they're obviously shoehorning it in because they're trying to get this whole... Mark, talk about family, talk about family in front of Martin, because Martin's about to have his own family. But in this particular conversation, it's because Meredith's like, oh, well, if you're running around, I'll just wait for you. And then he's like, it's going to be a really long time until I can settle down. And she's like, it's going to be a really long time until I want to settle down.
1: Oh, yeah, because she's like, I want to go to college because I want to be a social worker. Um, and then Martin kind of independently decides that he has to tell his father. And... Does he tell someone ahead of time, or they,
0: we he see tells, he's like
1: outside at this fake ass grill? <laughs> oh my, no, my god!
0: <laughs> he's told Lucy and the Rev that he's going to tell his father, so they're anticipating it. Mm-hmm. And as Aaron says, there's this barbecue happening
1: <laughs> where there's just like steam coming up. Like no, it's like a charcoal grill, but it's just like steam coming off of the grill. And Martin's like seeming he's standing next to his father, and he's just like acting uncomfortable. He's got his hands in his pockets. He's not saying anything. Uh, and his father's like, you don't seem right. Is the smoke bothering you? But Which is what <laughs> makes it hilarious, because it is... Just like steam. Yeah. Uh, and Martin's like, no, I have to tell you something. And, and he that,
0: lies and says he's joined the Marines.
1: And his pa is like, okay. Well, you should, maybe should have talked to me before you
0: did that. Then Martin's like, I need your help to the Rev. And then they have like this kind of conference between the Rev and Martin and Martin's father, where he goes, well, I didn't join the Marines, which Martin's father's very happy about.
1: And he's like, but Sandy's pregnant. And he's like, who the hell is Sandy? And then he's like, well, doesn't he, the father suggest he's like, are you going to marry her? Yeah, or does yeah, he? yeah, he yeah. Does. And Martin's like, no, I don't even want to see her again.
0: <laughs> like, and he's talking about how his life's ruined. And he says, maybe I should join the Marines and go get killed in Iraq. Which, and, um, you know, is a thing that happens. Yeah.
1: Um, that might be better for Sandy and the baby. That could set them up with a nice oh yeah payout. That, yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. a lot of money.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's like you get widow's benefits too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so you should marry
1: Sandy and then join the Marines and then. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: we can't do this. We can't. Anyway,
1: do this. so speaking of Sandy, wait. I just want to say right. one
0: thing. Um, I think for a character that they did not set up at all really well, I did actually like the way that he responded, and he was a very supportive, and I feel like they usually set up, like, parents as being, like, the Reverend Annie, or, like, whatever Camden has to come in and, like, make them reasonable, but I thought Mr. Brewer was really reasonable, and like super supportive, so that was like a nice change of pace.
1: But I also feel like Mr. Brewer, if he was playing like Sandy's father, he would like freak out. I feel like it, this oh, is a right. gender thing. Right, 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 right. That he's just like, like oh, you know what? So, but of course, that's entirely speculative. But okay, so Sandy and her pa, um, good like, old it, Eddie the alcoholic. Eddie the alcoholic, yeah. So. As we said, he gives uh, the Rev the money. The Rev gives the money to, well, first he lets Kevin know, and he's like, where could this alcoholic have gotten this money? And Kevin's like, it smells like cheap whiskey. So I don't know. Kevin tries to find out if he stole it from anywhere. Lucy calls Sandy and lets her know, like, your dad dropped off all this money. Don't let Rose or Simon know that I'm going to send it to you. Um,
0: oh, we learn a couple of we like. There's a conversation here, basically. Oh, yeah. Lucy
1: learns that Simon and Sandy have a history.
0: Yeah, that Sandy w- has is five years sober, and although for the first few years after she was sober, she changed to being addicted to sex with men, she stopped. And the real pr- person that she had like the first slip up with was Simon because she actively cared about him. And Lucy's like, hmm, something's happening here, and um, they so that's like a thing that I don't know if it's gonna be pr- like seen more are we ever gonna is that ever gonna blow up in rose's face that rose and that simon and sandy slept together
1: but uh i don't really
0: recall but i don't think it does because uh, i don't feel like rose would recover well from that which is it disappointing it's so disappointing um we sandy is, says that she's responsible enough to have all the money lucy's like okay fine and i think the end of this is really that the rev and lucille have a conversation with ed Ed Jameson again, because he wants the money back, because he's just been let go at his position at the municipal gardens, because he is an alcoholic.
1: So Um, I guess he's not a functioning alcoholic.
0: And there's this, we, I I honestly, like, did not pay attention to this scene, because I hate this shit, but they did a whole thing with trying to get him into rehab, or trying to get him to go to AA, and I don't really know if it worked, if he changed his mind, but they did the whole plea of, like, you're going to be a grandfather, maybe get your act together beforehand.
1: Yeah. Oh, and we learn that, like, I don't know, Lucy, like, and he gets pissed off because he was like, I told you not to send Sandy all the money at once. And then Lucy's like, Haha, I didn't send it yet. But I had to lie to him to keep him from getting it. Um. But, yeah, that was, uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah. What are you going to rate it?
0: Um, I think it was a solid episode. Not, I mean, let's, let's give it a
1: 3.5. Okay, I think I'm going to go with a 3 because, again, this dragging... Like, is this what kept people coming back and watching, like, week after week? Like, oh, when are Ruthie and Meredith going to find out? It's just not compelling to me, and in this with this, like, family and this show, they would have found out already because everyone's got big mouths and, no like, nobody would be able to play it this cool. Like, Lucy would have ruined it already. Lucy 100%. absolutely, like, it's totally out of character for Lucy to be, like, keeping a secret. But this is Minister Lucy, I guess, so.
0: She's matured. Um, the one thing I did want to say that I thought was wonky about this episode um, before we leave is that um, what, after uh, Bo Brewer finds out that it's um, Sandy's baby, and like Martin's kind of stormed out. He's like, well, Does Ruthie know? To the Rev, and Revs, like... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, And the Rev's like, no, like, I'm hoping Martin tells him. And he's like, maybe before, Mer- like, maybe Meredith first. And he's like, yeah, I guess. But basically, he's like, I wasn't really rooting for Meredith and Martin, because I'm kind of hoping in ten years we'll see each other outside of the church. So this whole thing has been, like, constructed now that, like... The whole, like...
1: Mm -hmm. Martin's dad is like, I really was hoping that Martin would marry Ruthie.
0: Yeah, like, Martin and Ruthie are this, like, ship now by, like, by everyone, it feels like. Because everybody's like, like, Ruthie needs to know. Like, for some reason, everybody knows that there's something special between them. He even, like, the father even says, like, oh, that girl really is in love with Martin. And he's talking about Ruthie, not Meredith. (laughs) So... I I mean I know you saw it but I don't know if you saw it because you watched it beforehand and knew what was going to happen but as someone who's watching it for the first time I It w- wasn't really set up well. No. Yeah. Like I see it now because it's obvious but like in the fir- in like their when they were living together it wasn't that obvious to me yeah. Though I maybe I'm not paying attention that much Anyway, check us out And maybe you'll see some Campbell Soup in the background Because they were everywhere in this episode We are on Twitter and Instagram At Show, uh, On Facebook.com slash CamdenCast uh, Email us at CamdenCast at gmail.com And we upload new episodes Every Wednesday and Saturday uh, Which you can listen to on Stitcher On the Apple iTunes Podcast app And on Southcaw.com slash CamdenCast I'm Tampi, I'm Erin, this is CamdenCast in the love of man